Hi there! You're listening to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. While there are no perfect families, every relationship can turn the corner. Hello and welcome to the Paranet Podcast. My name is EJ and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Paranet Podcast, we will be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and more. We will be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Now, being a single parent is a journey filled with unique challenges, but it is also a path paved with resilience, love, and an unshakable dedication. In this episode of the Paranet Podcast, we will explore the multifaceted world of single parenthood, shedding light on the struggles, joys, and the countless stories that often go unheard. We'll discuss topics such as co-parenting dynamics, balancing work and family life, and building a strong support network. Today, I'm so glad to have with me Mr. Brian Ng talk about this topic. Welcome, Brian, to the Paranet Podcast. Hi, EJ. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's really good to have you here with us on mm. this episode of the Paranet Podcast. And maybe to kick us off, uh, Brian, mm. I would like to invite you to share with our listeners a little bit more about yourself, what you're doing, about your family. Mm. And uh, yeah, just in general, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm Brian. I'm currently 36. As the topic speaks for itself, I'm a single father, co-parenting a six-year-old son who's Corey. Going P1 next year, exciting times ahead. And uh, I'm actually a coach development manager in Sports SG. I used to be a PE teacher and before that in advertising, but that was a long, long time ago, seems like it. But more than that, I'm also a national rugby player. I used to represent Singapore in rugby sevens and really one of those highlights of my life. And I think valuable lessons that I learned from sports helped me as a paranoid. Yeah, so that's something that I truly believe in sports and hopefully my son also picks up some of the sports talents. This past six years, what I think is most important to me was really just being a father. First, after the divorce in 2020, when it was official, Corey was just three years old. That was when I realized my family, my parents are together and they took care of us together, right? And now I'm doing this not on my own, but because we are separated. This was really a journey that was and unknown. There were so many question marks. How do I start and what will Corey experience mm. through this? Because I myself never experienced it. So that was really something that I was frightened, fearful, stressed and anxious about. And COVID hit! And COVID hit! Oh my gosh! There you go. And it, I guess it's also a blessing in disguise, like you said. Because like, I always think about it because it was an opportunity for me to work from home and spend so much time with him. So it was always worrying because like, we don't know what was going to happen if one of us or any of us get COVID. And then those are the times when we felt like we were left behind because like the rules were for general people, but what about us? So that was something that I was like wondering. As single parents, we just do what we thought was best for Corey. So that's, that's where I came from. So for me, this past six years, what I've been up to, trying to be a father first and trying to navigate through this single parenthood with my ex-wife and with my village, which is my, my ex-wife's family, my family, and how we manage expectations of everybody and even Corey's friends sometimes in school. So that's what's have been happening in my past six years of my life. Wow. You know, Brian, <laughs> as I hear you share, you know, these past six years for you, you know, has been really in the journey of parenting. Mm. It has been like a roller coaster journey, mixed emotions, the highs and the lows, mm. uh, and you rightfully, and on 
honestly so mentioned earlier about feeling very fearful, lost at times, you know, but amidst of all these very mixed emotions, you were trying to steady yourselves to be there mm. for your son, Corey, and, um, you know, making time for him, making every effort to be uh, a wonderful dad to him. And I'm sure he really appreciates it. I, I think I can say so for on behalf of your son, <laughs> you know. So as we talk about this topic about parenting, parenting itself is really a very crazy juggling act. I'm mm. sure you, you, you talk to your friends who, who are parenting in that journey. And I really can cannot imagine so much more crazy for a single parent. For Maybe for many of us, myself included, for those of us who are tuning into this episode of the Parent Podcast, we might not be able to relate or accurately identify what are the common struggles that uh, a single parent may go through. So maybe enlighten us, share with us from your own journey, what are some of the struggles that you face as a single parent? Let's start from the what's I think similar to every family I would think it's the top few will be finances, how we want to bring up our kids, uh, what decisions to make for our kids or together as one. I think that's always one of the issues as a whole family. As a single father, I think one of the biggest concerns I have was always to not let Corey experience or to be absorbing all the adult problems that me and my ex-wife had or was going through. We had our differences, we had our issues and therefore the divorce. But one of the biggest challenge was for both of us to put our issues behind and then to focus on Corey and then to do what's best for him. That was also a tricky matter because what's best for him, Brian thinks or what my ex-wife thinks will be very different what's best for him. However, I think communication is important. Expectations is important. Sometimes you just have to give and take. Funnily, it's quite ironic, like in marriage, you should, we, we have those issues. We, we need to do all these things like communicate, lay down expectations and all. And that's why sometimes I think when we are married, we take that for granted. But when we are now single parents, right? Actually, we take that a bit more seriously because now we are apart. We're not with our child together. So when I'm with Corey, I'm being myself, but yet I also know that I'm a father, but I also need to sometimes be a mother to a certain extent. And on the other side, I don't know what's happening, but I would think that my ex-wife is also taking care of him as she is, and also trying to navigate through or being who she needs to be for Corey when he is with her. So for me, that is the biggest challenge. I think sometimes I do not know what's happening at my ex-wife's house. And I'm sure my ex-wife is also worrying about what's happening in my house. But I think both of us got to start trusting one another that we're doing our best for Corey and not point fingers or not blame one another, which can be quite easily done. It's almost like digging a hole, right? You keep pointing fingers and then war breaks out. And then that's when who suffers most? Corey. So that was the biggest challenge and concern for me. And number two is I think always the time without him. Our co-parenting arrangement is I have him from Sunday to Wednesday and my ex-wife has him after school from Wednesday to Sunday morning and I pick him up. So it's always when he's with me, I seem like I have a purpose. When I'm without him, I'm like, I'm missing him. I want to be with him, but I know it's important that he spends time with his mother and all. So how do I then spend that time without him properly? There's so many things that I think single parents or co-parenting would face. And of course, the other thing is always the difference in bringing up our kids. For me, I love to play. I learned from playing and I, from young, my park behind my house, play soccer, go into the drain, catch fish or tadpoles, or just being in the neighborhood and just enjoying myself and learning social skills, learning how to play a sport, learning how to speak, learning how some social norms or like whatever I learned was through socializing and playing with people. But for my ex-wife, I think it's a bit more structured where she learned through enrichment classes, uh, through proper reading routines or writing routines or like proper structure where there's always things that she's learning through 
a teacher or an expert or somebody. And therefore, both of us having these differences in upbringing have differences. Lah. <laughs> so like, I always think Corey should play more. But my ex would say, no, maybe we need to take care of his linguistic skills during two to five, which is the most potential, which I always hear. But for me, it's again compromising, but also give and take. Lah. I think it's all about give and take. It's a tango. Corey goes for berries, goes for curious thoughts. But how I manage it is before his berries, I would bring him to Fort Canning Park to play with me and maybe if there's some kids there to play together and then see how he learn and then because he has some play time, when he goes to berries, he can unwind and also learn his Chinese better. I really appreciate, Brian, you know, the way you share it. It's candid, but yet it also really brings out and I could sense even as I hear from you, as I watch you in our podcast recording here, the tension that you face. Single parenting is, is really tough. You highlighted things like the finances issues, mm -hmm. you know, time. I'm sure time is never enough for you yes. with Corey, but yet you also have to set apart and set aside time for him to spend with your ex-wife, yes. his mother. When it comes to different decision makings, everything is for the well-being and good of the child himself. And you rightfully put it so that this was and this is an ongoing journey that you are, if I borrow the word that you use, navigating. And I can see that as you navigate at every juncture, you're pausing and you're thinking, sometimes not even for yourself. Most of the time is what works for Corey, what would actually help your ex-wife as well, just to so that you can co-parent mm. better as well. I, I'm curious to know, even in this journey, the last six years, have you had any community support for yourself, for Corey? And what are your thoughts about what role a community can play to better support single parents? I think it's super important. It's the one thing that kept me afloat sometimes. <laughs> I come from a big family. I have two older brothers and one younger sister. And we are all married and they have families. And unfortunately, I'm the only one divorced. But the love and the support my parents and my siblings has given me, even my in-laws has given me is so powerful. And not just loving me, but also loving Corey. One of the things that I was worried about, like for me, divorce was a stigma to me because I grew up knowing that divorce was a no-no. Looking at my parents, I also wanted a committed marriage would last forever. So when this happened, I, I was stumped. And, and one of the things that my family showed was unconditional love to me and my son. And unconditional support to me and my son, which held us together, which provided a safe haven for us to learn, to adapt to any pitfalls we face, they are there for me. I could ask them or I could seek their help or seek their guidance. And even like for me and my ex-wife, I think we are very blessed because our parents love us so much. That kept on supporting us, kept on being there for us. Yeah, and providing financial help or providing emotional help or providing time just to be there for us or for Corey. So helpful. I think that's something that I cannot replace with what childcare or helper or whatsoever because they just bring out the best in us and sometimes the worst but we take the good and the bad and it helps with Corey's growing up also because one of the worry was Corey's a single child like the only child right so I was always worried that you know like only child then parents separated statistics will say they're most likely going to be deviant or more likely to be naughty or playful or in that direction but I'm so, so thankful again like I think I'm blessed because like my two older brothers their kids are the same year as Corey and because of that Corey has now sort of like two siblings, inverted commas, right? And he's going for everyone with one of his cousins, right? And that is so amazing. He has sort of like a brother now that he can bounce ideas. And I like the truth. Good luck to the teacher who is going to teach them if they're in the same class. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, again, community, village. That's why I believe in village. And for me, I also have a group of friends that are with kids and we spend time together. And for me, I'm always wanting Corey to have role models in his life. I don't know what my ex-wife is doing. I, I think she doesn't know what I'm doing, but at least I know 
what my mom is doing for Cory or what my sister-in-law is doing for Cory and how they show Cory what a mother should look like, a wife should look like. And that those are things that I cannot, I can't show, right? <laughs> yeah, so that is something that I think would really help him to grow up to be seeing what uh, women role models they are in, like as a mother, as a wife and what love would look like, uh, what a family would look like. And even when we are just me and him, I don't know, sometimes it's a bit awkward because we're just two guys and then the rest are like the guy, girl and all. He's quite a smart boy and he we, we underestimate kids, right? They know so much and they learn so much. And the way he treats my brothers, my in-laws, my sister-in-laws and all, he treats them with respect and all and I, I love it and I always say family is most important, family first and that kind of thing. Seeing him grow up in my family and we have a tradition of every Sunday family dinner. All of us are together and it's one big noisy family. I don't know, I, sorry neighbours but <laughs> that's exactly what happens when I hashtag Ng family dinner rocks because we are so noisy and we are just loving one another, supporting one another and just sharing difficulties sharing triumph, success, or just sharing our kids and the week, what have happened and how we can navigate through together as parents while they are watching some Paw Patrol or some Pokemon stuff. But I think they are listening sometimes, you know, eavesdropping on us. Because yeah. like they, oh, who is talking about me? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I think that's a good way to show them what family looks like also. What brothers look like, like me and my brother's interaction what me and my sister's interaction is. That's a good role modeling for him, actually. I think that's something that I, I don't know how by myself. You rightfully put it so that you don't walk alone in this journey and the power of a community that comes alongside you. And that's so precious. I really appreciate what you shared even in this portion that we just talked about earlier and where you mentioned how even though you and your ex-wife may have parted ways, both of you have come alongside to acknowledge that you would like to work together, continue to work together mm. for the well-being of Corey. And I think that is so important. That's why both of you work together and, and issues of like having to trust each other, having to communicate better, you even strengthen on those areas so that to provide what is best for Corey, mm. you have learned to, as a single parent, you know, as a single dad, you learn to appreciate the good in everyday moments, yeah. right, cherishing every moment. In fact, you rightfully put it that those days when Corey is not with you, you miss the, the time <laughs> so much, so much, yeah. you know. And you rightfully also mentioned about having a community that accepts you. I, I thought that was so powerful and so important where there is no stigma, no labeling not just no labeling on you no labeling on Corey but yeah. the acceptance so that he can grow up in an environment where he feels loved and you know it's that sense where life may have dealt you and Corey with a bad deck of cards mm. but there are people who come alongside and the cards just begin to turn and in and it's not that bad after all yeah. there are people who still love you who still care for you yeah. so as you were sharing I was just reminded about you know this I think it's a proverb that says that it takes a village to raise a child and so often we think of the village is for the child, mm. but actually the village is also for the parents. Exactly. As, as you know, in your case, it's yeah. so powerful. It yeah, helped yeah. you in your journey coming out of that dark season and feeling lonely, navigating at times, fearful loss. But I'm sure this community has helped you uh, a lot. Next up, we want to talk about what helps you, you know, because you've mentioned so much about uh, the struggles and I'm sure all those who are listening, you've just given us a glimpse of what courage and your joy just encourages us so much. I want to talk a little bit about self-care you know and i as i hear you right i feel like self-care for parents and self-care for single parent is a totally different ball game as well maybe you could share with us you know in the midst of caring for yourself you know, you're busy and you're also making time and effort to care for your son corey how do you take care of yourself self-care in general how does it look like for you specifically i think this is a related point i think before i like what ej said like my family or like our, our in-laws or everybody our village supported and loved me and corey but i think the other thing is also to love my ex-wife also and, and that's truly important because if they didn't 
love my ex-wife, it'll come with a lot of strain and a lot of hindrance. And that was something I really think encourage everybody to love one another and support one another, even if it's tough because with hate or with dislike or with negative feelings, right? It's hard to move forward. It's hard to take steps towards the best or better days. I think that's one thing that I didn't want my family to feel or her family to feel. And that's why it's still quite beautiful because I'm still quite close to my ex-wife's family and she's okay with my family. And I think we are all okay in the aspect rather than, hey, you did me wrong, I did you wrong, that kind of thing. But we are working together to love and support one another, even though our differences, even though the divorce, and that can help families stay true to our kids. Because one of the things that I always wonder is, how can I choose to marry my ex-wife? And then when we divorce, we are hating one another. It just blows my mind because we were friends before that. We became boyfriend, girlfriend. Then we got married husband and wife, then we got divorced. Does that mean we need to hate each other or dislike one another? We don't need to. And why I say this is because it leads on to my self-care because I don't really have much negative energy or negativity or life or love or marriage. And therefore, it gives me the positive outlook to living my present and for my people that I love or my village and the people around me. Because with love, it comes with so much passion, so much energy and positivity. So that, that's something that I think I took from this. I had dark days where I was totally disappointed. I wouldn't use depressed, but sad that the woman that I vowed to live and die for didn't want me anymore. But I'm really just thankful that love was still around. And I walked the dark road, but yet my son was that light. My family was that light. And now to see my ex-wife happy also it's like I don't want bad things to happen to her I want the best thing to happen to her also that's how we should love one another to respect each other's choices but yet be responsible for what has happened and move forward and learn from it and adapt so some of the things that I did was strategies of self-care I like to keep myself busy so I actually went to pursue a master's in counselling so that is one of the things that from my ordeal I realised there's a lot of people out there that may be going through such dark times so I really wanted to help or love others through hoping that my master's in counselling can help others so I went that way I went to study two and a half years which was torturous so I don't know if that's much of a self-care <laughs> But other than that, I love sports. And I think sports has, again, kept me going because it helps me ventilate, helps me free my mind when I'm playing sports or running on my own or just playing sports brings me to a place where I can enjoy my talents and still be fit and not hoping to delay the dead bot body. <laughs> yeah, and then I think there's so many other things. I think just being positive and continue to walk towards your purpose in life or just bring meaning to your life. I've started to accept good and bad in life and learn from it and to continue to keep learning. I was just watching some motivational posts. They always say, this thing shall pass, but this thing can be good things, can be bad things. It will pass. But how does it pass? It's within your own control. You want to look at it positively, you want to look at it negatively, it will pass. And for me, it has passed and I'm still living it. And I'm still fearful, I'm still anxious. The most recent one is the primary one registration. How, how, how? Like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat. I was like, every day praying and like, just thinking about primary one registration. Oh my God, phase two A, how, how, how? Cannot. If cannot, then 2B, 2C, then me and my ex-wife messaging other. Oh no, we're so worried, we're so worried, we're so... Asking my whole family to pray, asking everybody to pray, asking every First time, ask everybody to pray for my son, not even for me. But I I think looking back, I love that I worried. I love that I cared 
enough and want the best for Corey. And therefore, Corey is really, I always put this hashtag greatest gift I have received. And to be a father, it's a, an honor and a great journey yeah, that I'm still on till I die, I hope. <laughs> but I also agree that we need to spend some time on ourselves. But let's, let's not be too self-absorbed. I think a lot of us do spend time on our own, like in the toilet, surfing YouTube. Corey is like, Papa, what are you doing? Oh, bangsai, bangsai. <laughs> but actually, finish already. <laughs> Just playing and YouTube and just giving the like keeping your sanity but knowing that my, my son is waiting for me outside but I still need that five minutes and then I'm going back out there and then I'm going to continue that quality time with him. So that's something that I think all of us struggle but I think your time to recalibrate, to ventilate and not to forsake your community, your village, remember? Uh, yeah, they're there for you but you also need to be there for them also. So I think that's really very important. I think you brought up really some key points and good examples and I love the part where you started off talking about having that positive outlook. A positive outlook, which as I hear you share, it comes from seeing your son, which is really a, a powerful source of light mm. and inspiration that keeps you going every single day. That positive outlook, which you talked about dealing with your own emotions, there are times the guilt, you know, mm. the, and, and you learn to reflect upon it. And as you work through that, you know, that seems to have given you the strength to keep on loving. You know, you talk a lot about love love the people around, love your son, mm. even loving your ex-wife, mm. you know, that takes so much courage and depth out of you mm. and even giving you that strength to possibly relook at situations and forgive so that you can walk out that season of darkness, the mm. dark paths that mm. you've mentioned earlier. Then of course, as well as other strategies, which really is a big help for many of our parents who are listening in, you know, taking care of yourself through sports, through exercises, you yeah. know. Through things um, that they love, right? Yeah. Things that you yeah. already are doing. Yeah, exactly. Probably <laughs> don't even need to pick up something new. Mm. Just enjoy doing the those things and that's when probably we tell ourselves don't feel guilty because it's actually helpful for you but yeah coming to a point of balance too that you don't want to over indulge yeah because <laughs> you know there are still children that you need to take care of the work that needs to be done and those probably give us the routines and structures in life so that we don't go off track so really helpful tips really wonderful uh, advices as we hear from brian with us today as we are gonna end off our parent podcast you know i would like to ask brian you know you have the last words uh <laughs> please share some closing thoughts with our listeners to encourage all of us. I'm not any wise person or anything. I think a lot of people say I'm a wonderful dad or very involved dad. But I think all of us as parents are doing our best and all of you are doing a wonderful job. Just don't be so harsh on yourself and just continue learning and loving and supporting one another and your child because they are watching you and, and they are learning from you. That's the most important. Doing what you think is best for your kids but not also hurting others around them because you need to respect and love others also. So let's do it together rather than only siding on your child or siding on your family account. I don't believe in that. It's a holistic thing where everybody's important. So we need to love by respecting, by honoring, by supporting, and that is so important. So parents, I'm not doing anything better than you, but I think everybody is doing so, so good and just continue trying and, and learning and doing better. I always believe we are better than yesterday. It's good enough. Keep going, keep loving and enjoy this journey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Brian. You know, I'm so encouraged and inspired by you as I hear your sharing today. And to all of us listeners to our Parenthood Podcast, if you are on a similar journey as Brian struggling and feeling like you're struggling as a single parent, I hope that you have found inspiration, a source of hope and encouragement as you listening to Brian's story. And for those of us who know of friends around who are single parents, let's be reminded again that single parents are also parents. We are also human. Mm. And let's be kinder to them your single parent yourself, be kinder to yourselves. And as a community around single parents, we can accept them 
better, uh, be there to support them, not to label them, support them and their children as they grow up in this journey. So to all of us listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Paranet Podcast. We really hope you've gained some insights and tips as you are looking around for more parenting and family life resources. We do have a really cool and new website. Please do head over to family.org.sg to check it out. And if you feel like what you're listening today, today's podcast, it might be helpful to a friend, do share it with them. Be sure to catch us on our next Paranet Podcast. Until next time, have a great week ahead with your family.